Okay, good morning. Um, this is the second time I've done this this morning, so hopefully this will be the best time I've done it. I think this is probably the recording we'll use um, on the website. Um, for those who don't know me, my name's Pete. Um, I'm also um, one of the pastors here. Um, and I have the um, privilege of um, overseeing our groups and community stuff at, um, at Central Vineyard. So this morning I'm going to take a bit of a break from our year of biblical literacy. If you've been around for a few weeks, you'll know that we're doing this year of biblical literacy. But today we're going to take a, a bit of a break, um, and we're going to—I want to spend some time sharing about why community, um, and in particular our midweek groups and huddles, are so important to us here at Central Vineyard. Um, and we're going to be hearing from um, a few different people who are involved in that, um, just so you don't get bored of my voice. Um, they're going to come and share some of their experiences of, of our groups and huddles. So just as the family you were born into matters, the local church and the community you join has a great deal of um, significance as we seek to follow um, Jesus. Christian community allows us to do the most important things we can do um, as people of faith, and that is to stay connected. If you've got your Bible with you, um, I want to turn to John 15, verse 1. Um, it's going to be on the screen behind you, but if you've got a Bible, you might want to check that I'm not making it up. And so here we see um, Jesus talking to his um, disciples um, after the Last Supper. Um, and from verse uh, 1 to 8 in yeah, John 15, it says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more fruit. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers, um, branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burnt. But if you remain in me, my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This, br- bit, this brings great glory to the Father. So maybe for some of us this morning, we're sat sat here, or stood here, and a bit, bit perplexed at that. We're, maybe for some of us, we can't quite figure out why our life doesn't bear the fruit that we see promised here in, in the Bible. So we look around, and there seems, always seems to be someone else who is um, more connected to God, is in that sweet spot um, where they're really, you know, their life is bearing fruit, and they're really connected to God. And you're perhaps sitting there thinking, why doesn't my life bear that fruit that I see that person on the left of me or the right of me um, bear? If that's not you, um, then you're the one who is bearing loads of fruit, then great. You maybe you leave, go and get lunch early. Um, if, that isn't, if it is you who is wondering that, then um, maybe stick around and we can, we can have a look at that. But here we see Jesus present a possible reason why um, our lives wouldn't be bearing um, fruit. This is obviously just one of the reasons. Here we see Jesus explain that one of the ways we can bear fruit is if we stay connected. Community is the God's desire for us all. He designed us to be in both community with him and in community with other people. Because at the end of the day, 
When we grow in our relationships um, with others, we're actually growing in relationship with him. In fact, we see God's heart for community right at the beginning of the book. Um, God creates Adam and soon says it's not good for man to be alone. So he creates a mini community. Now, 7.4 billion people later, there's people everywhere. And even so, there's people everywhere. It's, hard to, it's sometimes really easy to get wrapped up in our own lives. That we don't really take the time to really get to know others. Yeah, we might mingle in between services here on a Sunday. We might have 1,500 friends on Facebook. Um, but that's probably not real authentic um, community. I've got friends on Facebook that if I see in the street, I wouldn't even say hello to them. But not because I don't like them, just because that's not real community. So if your life isn't bearing the full fruit we read about here, we don't need to buy another inspirational book. Um, we don't need to go onto um, YouTube and find another inspirational talk. However, one of the things you could do is ask yourself, in what significant way am I detached or disconnected from the vine? And it might be that you're really connecting with God through quiet times and personal devotions at home. Um, you might be really up to date with the, the year of biblical literacy. We're trying to read the Bible in a year. Um, that's great if that's you. I'm going to be doing, mine's a lifetime of biblical literacy. I may have finished by the time I die, um, but I'm certainly not up to date. Um, or you may pour your heart out on a, in the midweek here with all of our compassion stuff. Um, you might be really, you know, you might do soup run and all that great stuff. But here's the deal. It's really important to spend um, time alone with God, those quiet times, soaking in his word. And we're called to pour, our, pour out our lives for the lost and broken. But God didn't intend for us to live in isolation. He specifically designed us to crave and thrive in relationships with others. We are our best selves when we're experiencing life's highs and lows with other believers. Everybody needs community. Through a load of ways we can connect to press into our faith. But above all, we're called to stay connected to Jesus. And not just to Jesus, but to his bride, the church. And I'm sure many of us here will have had encounters with people if you've been around church for a, a little bit. And they say, you know what? I like Jesus, but I don't like the church. Or maybe someone says, I have, my own, I have my own personal relationship with Jesus, you know, me and Jesus, or like that, I know the man, but I just don't like other people. I can sometimes relate to that. Um, and I've heard stories of people who say, it's just me and my Bible at home, um, you know, I've got a cup of coffee in my Bible and that's all I need. In fact, if, you go on to, if you're on Instagram, there's a hashtag, coffee with Colossians, people like taking pictures of their Bible. You know, and, and that's their only experience of God. And that all sounds okay. That sounds um, really convenient, especially if you're an introvert like me. Um, you don't have to interact with anyone. And sure, personal devotional time, as I said, is really important as part of a balanced spiritual diet. But on its own, it just doesn't cut it. It doesn't make sense that someone would want to be close to Jesus, but keep the church, his bride, and the community that is around it at arm's length. It would be a bit like me, you know, you being really good friends with me, but saying, I don't like Anya, my wife. And I'd be like, that's not part of the deal. You know, if you're like me, you've got to at least tolerate my wife. <laughs> She's not here, because I can say that. It just doesn't work that way. 
And will you learn to grow on your own? Maybe, probably, a little bit. But you won't lead a good life. A really terrible analogy I came up with. You could survive eating salad, but I'm not sure you'd be very happy. You're missing out on a whole load of other stuff if you just eat the salad. Steak, yeah. We can't have Christ without his church, and we can't stay connected to Christ without staying connected to Christian community. And I believe what God wants to do on earth, he will largely do through Christian community. And what God wants to do with all of us here individually, he will largely do through other people in the context of this family. So as you may or may not be surprised, um, connections and communities play a really important part um, of our core value here at Central Vineyard. So this morning I'm going to focus on just two areas of um, community life here, and that's our groups, um, our midweek groups, and our huddles. So as a church, we seek to um, do three things, connect to each other, connect to God, and connect to our communities. And our logo, many of you may not um, have recognised this, hopefully you have, Um, our logo represents this up-in-and-out model. So we've got an up to God, that's a relationship with God, and we've got an into each other, and that's the personal expression of our faith within um, both inward and in the, in the context of this community, and then out to our communities, networks, neighbourhoods, um, the wider world. And every week we talk about how each of us can connect here um, to life at Central Vineyard. If you're new, you'd be encouraged to do a few things. One, connect to faith. If you aren't already, connect, come to a Connect Party, which are our newcomers' events. Um, connect to a group, which we're talking about this morning. Also, connect to a team. So it's all about connection. We recognise we need to connect in a variety of ways. And if we just met together here on a Sunday and we had no other time of connecting, it would make our relationships quite shallow and limited. So as I mentioned earlier, the coffee break is a great opportunity to meet new people, but it's a rubbish time to really connect with your friends. Our main focus on Sunday should be connecting with God here, welcoming guests and new people, and serving each other. And if Sundays are the only time that you connect with, with people in this context, within a short time I can feel, uh, guarantee you'll feel pretty disconnected. So as you can imagine, if... Um, community and connection is really important to us, then our groups and huddles are kind of a big deal here at um, Central Vineyard. As we say, it's our pastoral care system. Yes, we've got um, paid pastors who do great things, but most of the pastoral stuff that goes on um, here at Central Vineyard happens in the context of our groups and huddles. So we want to provide opportunities within the week for you to connect to each other. And we believe that um, connecting, um, uh, building relationships outside of a Sunday will not only bring life to you, but it will also bring life to our communities as we seek to reach out and serve um, in intentional but informal ways. So our groups and huddles meet on a termly basis. Um, they run for approximately 10 weeks and then we have a break and they meet in a variety of locations across um, town. We recognise that one size doesn't fit all. Um, And so to be effective in our relationships, we have to find the best way to relate to each other. So on a very basic level, groups are exactly what they are. They're small groups of people. 
um, as I said, that meet in a variety of locations. And alongside our um, Sunday gatherings, this thing that's happening now, our groups are, are our um, outward expression of church. And they're one of the key ways you can get involved. So if you're new or you've been around for a while and you want to get more involved, groups are one of the key ways you can get involved and play your part in the vision. So when we um, ask people to lead groups, we basically, there's three kind of three things um, that they've got to do. And one of them is they've got to present opportunity to meet with each other. They've got to have that community. We've got to deepen our faith and explore what it means to connect with God. And some groups do that in a more intentional way than others. Um, and also we want to grow as a family and make a difference to the world around us. So with this in mind, our groups will um, loosely fall into three um, streams. If you have the first service, you may have noticed a mistake in my slides. That has been corrected. Thanks to Paul. Um, so the first set of groups are presence groups. Now these groups will seek to encounter God's presence and grow deeper in a relationship with him. So these might be a Bible study group or a prayer group or something that creative that encourages us to connect with God in a small group setting. If you love learning, then these are the groups for you. Um, we get to know God in a more intentional way and spend some time um, studying his word. The second um, group of groups is people groups. Um, Many of our groups just exist for the sole purpose of building community, building relationships, getting to know other people um, in a fun and relaxed way. And that we find that out of those groups, um, actually, the more intentional stuff comes out of that. It's just not as in a formalised way. So last summer, Annie and I ran a barbecue group, um, and we had a great time. We had some amazing food, but more importantly, we got to spend some time with people that we wouldn't normally get to spend some time with. And I can honestly say those relationships have carried on. Even though we don't meet um, weekly, I know there's still conversations that happen because of that group. We were able to uphold each other in difficult times. You know, it wasn't a formal um, Bible study, but because we built relationships, um, things naturally came out of that. And then finally, purpose. We want to create opportunities to live out our calling. Our mission is to bring life to Northampton and the surrounding areas, and these groups help us do that. So this term, for example, Helen's running a compassion group. You know, that's a group with a purpose, um, and, there, and she can explain a bit more about that later, but there's some groups that have... So if you're target-orientated, like my wife, ideal, ideal person for these kind of groups, you know, you have a goal, and this is the kind of thing that we... Um, this is what we're going to do. So Dan is going to come and share. He's sick of me talking. Um, he's going to explain... Um, not the other Dan. Sorry, there's two Dans. I'll just put Dan in the notes. No, this Dan. Sorry, Dan. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> um, Dan, can you share quickly about um, the impact being, a, being part of a small group has had on you and maybe a positive experience of being on a group? So um, I've been around six, seven years, and in that time had the benefit of being in loads of different groups. Um, and... I, like Pete, am quite introverted. I'm not that good at connecting with people on a Sunday. Um, so the chances are, if you know me, you're either really good at talking to strangers or you've been in a group with me at some point. Um, and that's where I've forged 90% of my relationships within the church. So really good, um, good way of connecting people, building relationships um, and being accountable. 
Um, one feature that the very first connect group I went to when I joined this church, which was Pete and Anya's, was a how's your week been feature, which um, very simple, but you, you'd start the session by just sharing a bit about your week. And what we found is that over time, uh, anything that was going in on, our, on in our lives, whether it's health, jobs, relationships, families, um, you know, it started off with a very casual, oh, yeah, good week, bad week, whatever. But then those things, people looking for jobs went on, and it gave us opportunity to pray about those things, follow them up, um, and kind of share the good and the bad in life. And, and uh, that's actually something that I've carried forward into a group that I'm now leading, more of which later. Okay, so another um, feature of our mission statement is to be disciples that make disciples. When we look at the life of Jesus, we see that he was big on relationships, that he gathered people around him and said, come follow me, come watch what I do, and then do what I do, and join me in doing it. And as a church, we say we want to join the God and renewal of all things. If you've, when you've walked up the stairs this morning on the left, you'll see, that's, and it's also our tagline on our um, our logo, but we want to join God in the renewal of all things. But we're not called to do this alone. We're not designed to be solitary beings. We're part of one church through our relationship, with relationships, and together we're called to join God in doing this stuff, watching what he is doing, seeing where he's doing it, and partner, partnering with him. And to be effective in this mission, we need to work together. It's not just down to you know, me or Steve or whoever to do that. We're all of us together doing this we need people around us to keep us accountable, who will encourage us and spur us on. Um, any runners in the room? No. One. If anyone's ever done the London Marathon or watched the London Marathon, you'll see, um, you'll see they have pace setters. So people who are basically, their job, pa- I think they're paid to do it, is to run a race at a certain s- speed. And they'll, I think they, do they wear shirts possibly? Or they have little signs? And you follow that person if you want to finish the marathon in a certain time. And also, apparently in park runs, not that I've ever done a park run, they have someone at the back making sure that the person doesn't lag behind. I don't know if they you know, hit you with a stick to make you run faster or whatever, but um, there's someone at the back who shepherds the people forward and keeps spurring them on. And we need both those people in our lives. And groups and huddles do just this. In your groups... Um, and huddles, you will connect with people who are just like you, which is brilliant. And they'll keep you on track. And you'll build relationships with people that can come alongside you when you're lagging behind um, and feeling the pace of life is too much. There'll be people there to spare you on. But I can guarantee you'll come across people um, in your groups that fascinate you, but also who frustrate you. Not everyone will be like you, unfortunately. And not everyone will be in the same place as you. But this sharpens us. The Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. And this grows us and helps us to become more like Jesus. If we take Jesus, for example, out of his closest 12, at his time of greatest need, we've got one deliberately betrayed him, one denied him, one doubted him, and the others seemed to sit around and seemingly did nothing about it. But Jesus chose these people and he loved these, these people and they were his friends. And being part of a group isn't always easy going, but it helps us walk more like Jesus. But more often than not, it's more fun than, um, than bad. Michelle, is she here? Michelle's going to come up and share um, a bit of her experience um, 
of this kind of iron sharpening iron and discipleship thing? So I, I love praying for people, um, always have. It was one of the things that um, when I first became a Christian, someone kind of encouraged me to do. And so there's a lady in our connect group that came along and I don't think she'd ever prayed out loud for anyone when she first joined us. Um, and over the past kind of four or five months, um, we've been encouraging them to pray for each other. And so a couple of weeks ago, someone said, oh, would you mind praying for my wrist? And so there was a group of people praying for someone's wrist. And then this other lady said, well, I quite like prayer. And so rather than me do it, I called this lady over that had kind of not really got that much experience of praying for people. And I was just like, right, come, you put your hand on it. And just say, you know, I command healing in Jesus' name. So I got her doing it. Um, and so the next, that Saturday, we went out on the streets. And I thought she might come, but she didn't. And she's like, I'd love to do this stuff. I love to, I'd love to be able to pray for people. I'm just too scared. And I was like, well, next time we go out, you can do it. And she's like, okay, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. That's a bit fast. And I was like, just watch me kind of join in and then, and then do it. And so as your confidence builds you can be doing the same. Um, and it was just really encouraging for, to see her on this journey go from not having any confidence, not even knowing how to pray for someone, to saying, I'd really like to do that, to being in that place where she's starting to get um, some training, some confidence, and doing it in a small group setting, ready for when she does it outside. So another key value here at Central Vineyard um, is about building accountable um, friendships. We want to create opportunities where you'll be challenged and encouraged um, to seek after Jesus more and more, but in a smaller setting. And Paul said to the Romans in Romans 15, um, you are full of God's goodness, so you can teach each other these things you know so well. And we can all be encouraged by a, a good sermon or by reading something inspiring at home, um, but if you keep it to yourself, it kind of stays one-dimensional, um, and quickly the inspiration can be lost. But by sharing it with others, it encourages them, but also can keep you accountable. We, know, we also recognise that within the context of a larger group, it's quite hard to um, build these um, closer relationships. Um, it's hard to share um, things you, uh, you struggle with, obviously, because our groups only run for 10 weeks it's quite hard in that context to build those deep relationships. Um, it's hard for everyone in the group to remember what they need to pray for um, and to support everyone on a regular basis. And this is where the beauty of our huddle system comes in. This is an opportunity for um, two, three, four people to meet on a regular basis and share more of um, your life with those people. We don't organise huddles for you. Um, we obviously give you a selection of groups to join, but with huddles, it's down to you to to work out who's best suited for you to join with. We don't advertise them. Um, there's no internet matchmaking. You can't, you know, there's no Huddle Buddy website where you can find your perfect Huddle Buddy. Um, but if you have someone in your small group that you really seem to connect with or in your friendship circle, um, we'd encourage you to be brave and ask them whether um, they want to huddle with you. Um, and then if there's two of you, find somebody else. But some of the best huddles, um, I think, have come out of unlikely matches. While some thrive because 
the people really know each other anyway, and they're just intentionally setting that side, um, that time aside to um, to pray and to keep each other accountable. If you do form a huddle, um, we encourage you to tell us that you've done it, not so we can keep an eye on you. Um, but on our website, there's a little place where you can put in the names um, of the people. That's just so we get an idea of how many people are in huddles, um, and then we can send um, send you resources as and when you're needed. So Dan. This, this Dan now, yeah. Um, Dan's in a huddle. He's going to quickly share um, how you formed it, where you meet, and the sort of thing you talk about without telling anyone anyone's personal <laughs> secrets. So I'm Dan, in case you didn't hear. Um, so, yeah, I've been in a huddle since January. Uh, there's four of us guys. Uh, we go for a drink every Sunday evening. Um, it's a chance to just be ourselves, talk about what we've been doing, what we're going to do, what are our challenge, challenges, what we're reading, um, what, what we need prayer for. Um, so it's a great group. Um, I find it really good because I can be myself. Um, I can be open and honest. Um, and it's a good group of, of guys that we can kind of get to know more and build each other up. Okay, so as I said, our um, huddles aren't necessarily organised. Um, it's down to you to, to run them. They're peer-led, so there's no leader. So there's not one person in the group who's kind of not sharing but getting everyone else to share. It's an equal, everyone's on an equal footing. Um, but we've sort of listed a few things that might um, help you as you um, start to meet together, a few components. So the first thing is to share. You've got to make sure that the huddle is a really safe place where people can be, you know, feel confident to share what's going on. Um, and that can take time. I remember being in a huddle and you know, it was weeks and weeks and weeks. You'd go around, how, how was everyone doing? And it seemed to me that I was the only one who'd share anything and the others seemed to get everything, you know, everything is absolutely fine and no one had any problems. And that obviously wasn't the case. But after a while, as we got to know each other, um, it, was a more, um, sa- it was a safe place where we could be really honest with each other. And then the people then can um, perhaps share some insight into the situation if they've got some or can pray for you and spur you on. So it's important to share and be honest. The second is um, to grow. It's easy to get to meet in a pub, and I'm sure, you know, Dan will um, vouch for this. It's easy to, the time to run away. And sometimes it's good to have a focus. So perhaps some, gre- um, some huddles um, choose a book that they're going to read together. Um, which will kind of, or if you're just reading a book, you can tell the other people, look, I'm reading this book, I want you to keep me accountable, and just some kind of structure to help everyone grow. And then lastly, pray. This may seem like an obvious one, um, but again, if time runs away, it can kind of get forgotten. But it's important within those groups to remember to pray for each other, if, if obviously at the, at the group, if you've got an opportunity, but definitely in the week, um, while you're not meeting, just remember to pray for that person, and commit to praying for them. Praying for them. Hannah. Is Hannah not here? Hannah. Hannah's in a huddle. She's going like, to share a positive experience of being in a huddle. Yeah, so uh, being in a huddle has been brilliant. Um, it's just been really great just to share life with a really small group of people who just know where you're at with things and um, just keeping each other accountable. Um, we've quite enjoyed being able to challenge each other in hearing from God and getting words for each other. So we've um, kind of gone away and for the next meeting we've come and sort of 
try to be confident and share what we feel God's been saying, which has been really good, putting us out of our comfort zones, but really good safe space to do that. Um, I would say if you're thinking, um, oh gosh, I can't manage a group and a huddle, that's just too many things in the week, I'd say the benefits of being in a huddle outweigh that what you might see as an inconvenience. I really would encourage you to do it. Thanks. So we recognise that our church exists um, in a time when the media is reporting of this loneliness epidemic. Apparently Britain is the loneliness, um, loneliness capital of Europe. And technology enables us to be more connected than ever before in history. Um, but people seem to be feeling more alone than ever before in history. Loneliness apparently um, has a greater impact on your health than smoking or obesity... Um, and we can feel completely surrounded by people, but feel completely disconnected. We believe that the church um, has an answer to this. For those in our church and for those in the, in the wider community, mankind is made to connect with other people and to God. But also, all relationships take time, commitment and intentionality. And this can be really hard um, when life's commitments get in the way. You've come in from work and you're absolutely exhausted the kids are winding you up. But this is, as Hannah said, this is all the more reason to prioritise um, groups and huddles. We need these people walking alongside us, setting the pace, um, and also making sure that we don't lag behind. We need to have friends we can reach out to when we face difficulties, when life's hard, when things are tough, because they will hold us up. They're the ones who will hold us up. But we also need to make sure that, that we can do that for others, that we pour out as much as we receive. So to finish off this morning, um, I've got the privilege of launching our next term of groups. Um, so as the group leaders come up and share, they're going to share briefly about what their group is, where it meets and when it meets. Um, as I said, our groups run on a termly basis. So if you are committing to a group, you're only committing for 10 weeks. So if it's terrible, I'm sure it won't be. Not looking at you, Paul. Um, you're only committing to 10 weeks, so we would really encourage you to give it a go. If you, um, there'll be an opportunity to grab these guys at the end and sign up. Um, our groups tend to fill up rather quick. Um, so if you want to sign up, we encourage you to do so today. There is an email going out. In fact, it would have gone out um, with a link that you can sign up online. Um, and if you are interested in forming a huddle, be brave. I encourage you to be brave and go and ask those people to huddle with you, just please let us know if you would, um, and that would be great. Um, okay, without further ado, Paul. Thanks, Pete. Um, so our Connect group, myself, my wife Esther, we run a group which is on Tuesdays at 8 p.m., and we meet sometimes in Kingthorpe sometimes in Abington, so we have two, two different addresses that we, we go to um, that host us. What our group is all about, we call it Adventures with God. So this is kind of the third term we've been doing this. What we do is we watch a 20-minute video, and then that, that tends to have a topic that we're, we're, we're going to discuss, bless you, um, has a topic that we're then going to discuss as part of that, that small group that night. And just some of the topics we're going to be covering in this uh, third and final uh, term of this are 
Um, doing what Jesus did, uh, tongues, does God need us, hearing from God, and why is faith so hard? So that just gives you an idea of some of the topics that we'll be talking about. We don't get really deep and theological around it, although sometimes it can do, just because I'm involved in it. But it, it, it's, it, it's just fun. We pitch it at whatever level we want to. Hi, my group is... Ooh, nearly fell over then. My group is the um, Compassion Group. And so um, it's aimed at people who are involved or interested in compassion ministries. Um, so it's going to be happening on Thursdays through there at 1.30. Um, and the reason for that is so that um, we give opportunity for some of our hub volunteers to come along. Um, but if you're free at that time of day, feel free to come and join us. So we're going to be looking at how we love our neighbor and love ourselves you know um so a lot of the people who come along will be very good at giving out but we want to also look at how we can love ourselves and love god while we do that um, my wife jess and i are leading a, a sort of bible-based group in bricksworth uh, our home uh, on a tuesday night 7 30 um, loosely following the year of b- biblical literacy um, but it's also accessible if, if you're not doing, if you're not following the yearly plan. They sort of stand up as standalone studies. So we'll pick a pick a scripture. Um, typically, watch one of the short videos that are on the Read Scripture app. Uh, read the read the passage and then chat about it um, and how it fits into the bigger story and how it relates to our our lives as well. It's meant to be Tom next, but he's not here. Anyone in the football group who goes to play football? Yeah, so we uh, we play football on Tuesday. It's good good laugh. About it's usually five aside, but it loosely goes up to like six or seven aside, depending on how many people turn up. Is it eight o'clock? Eight o'clock. Molton College. You should do it, mate. (laughs) (laughs) What's it? Three fifty. Cost cost about three quid. Three pound fifty. It's an hour. We all get sweaty, and we make a fool of ourselves. Good laugh. Yeah, we got lads down to about, what are they, 14? They're better than me. Yeah, girls, welcome some girls. It's a good group if you're a bloke and you enjoy getting sweaty. Yeah, we, we, we die. Anyway, it's a great laugh. Sorry. So all I'd say is, I don't play football. I came along, I had a good time, and uh, it's a good way to get to know other people. I was about to say other blokes, but other people and uh, women are also welcome to. <laughs> right, moving on. Um, Hackleton Group. Billy, are you going to come and share? Billy, begrudgingly. Billy, do- <laughs> Billy doesn't lead the group, but he goes, and David's throwing him under the bus. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm part of the Hackleton group. We meet on Mondays at 8 p.m. We do the grow, pray, and share. I'm trying to remember what the three things were that were up on the board. Yeah? (laughs) Um, Over the past six months, we've been doing, covering the book called Paradoxology, so we've been dealing with some quite, um, you know, challenging questions regarding the Bible. But we do have some food, and we do pray for each other, and it is good. Those in Hackleton will agree with me, won't you? It's, it's good. <laughs> okay, Ben and Victoria. 
Morning, I'm Ben. Um, it's been really good to hear people's sort of own stories of their groups. So I thought I'd just start by sharing kind of our motivation for hosting a group in this coming term. Um, we find it really difficult to like, live out the habits that we see Jesus live out and taught us to live out, like prayer, solitude, fasting, simplicity. Um, and so we just wanted to form a group together where we could encourage each other with that and to work on it together. Um, and I think to do that, you know, you need trust in the group. And so we will also dedicate some time to um, having sharing a meal together. Point taken, we need to provide more than just salad. Um, <laughs> thankfully, Vic is a good cook. And, and then, um, you know, also to deepen those relationships through uh, reading the Bible together on other weeks. Yeah, so the rhythm will be Bible studies, sharing food together, and then having a go at practicing the habits Jesus showed us together. On Monday evenings, half seven till quarter past nine, uh, starting on the 14th of May, so we won't meet on Bank Holiday Monday. In Kingthorpe. Okay, that's not me. Um, neither is it my husband. Um, but I'm representing the marriage group. We've been running for two terms already, so this is the third term. And um, this term, why I'm standing here, is that they will be host. They will be leading, um, but it will be hosted in different people's homes. So um, it's 7:30 on a Monday, every other Monday. And generally, it's supposed to be for newly married, but in the group, we've got as young as eight months married to as old as eight years married. Um, and we'd like some more older married people as well, just so that we can also learn off your experiences as well. At eight years married, um, we still feel that we're super young in marriage. So I'm sure, you know, we'd love to learn um, from other people as well. We start with a meal um, and then we go into like a theme or watch a video and some study. Um, and we will be sending out notices if you join up where it will be hosted. My house will have the barbecue at the end of the term. So come. Uh, so men's group, uh, same format as last term, which is we meet fortnightly alternating with the women's group. We're going to start with a meal, probably a curry or something similar. Um, and then we'll do uh, some studies together, um, and then we'll end with another meal because we like food. Um, if, you, if you're interested, it's good if you're new um, or just get to know more, more guys in the church. Um, come and speak to me if you want to know more or somebody who's, who's already done it because they'll say it's brilliant. <laughs> Not the last one. Oh, you could have told me. I could have sat down for five minutes. Um, <laughs> So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm here to promote the walking group, which I clearly need. Um, we meet on Mondays, and we're going to meet on the second and fourth Mondays of every month. Um, it's just a good chance to get out, get some exercise, and if you don't fancy getting sweaty at the football group, then this one's for you. Um, yeah, we don't walk very far. If I've got anything to do with it, we're definitely not going to walk very far. Um, <laughs> couple of miles most I'd say and we also we normally meet at a pub go for a walk and then end up at the pub so if you're interested in that side of things then that's all good as well um Rob and Cheryl wanted me to remind you that 
dogs are definitely allowed, so if you've got dogs, bring them along. Um, it's a good chance just to catch up with people, have a word with them, get, a bit, uh, get to know them a bit deeper than you would on a Sunday, as you say, Pete. Um, and it's run before, and it's really good fun. So hopefully see a lot of you there. Um, if you sign up, we'll send you the details of where we're going to meet and when. Thanks. And finally, I'm representing Sam, um, who's had to get off the women's group. Uh, so the women's group runs alternate Wednesdays to the men's group, um, giving you an opportunity to just come and share together um, your weeks and just learn um, to pray for one another and grow in the gifts of, of prayer and hearing from God. So that's alternate Wednesdays, 7.30 till 9.30 in Kingsthorpe. Um, so... It is women only, but if you fancy doing that and playing football, go for it. <laughs> and finally, um, as Steve mentioned earlier about Kettering, um, if, you're, um, if you kind of are in that area, um, we are going to be launching groups in both those locations um, after our three, wo- three weeks of getting to know what the vineyard is. So if you're in those areas, we'd encourage you to, um, to go and invest in those um, three events. Um, the Wellenborough one's coming up in a few weeks' time. Um, and then out of that, we're hoping to launch some groups in those areas. So um, by all means, if you want to go and play football, but we'd encourage you to um, wait and, and join those groups in Wellenborough and Kettering if you're from those areas. And also another note, if you're in the, if you're in the women's group last time... Um, We've deleted everyone from that group, so you're going to have to sign up again. Um, it was quite a popular group, so I'd encourage you to do it. And with all the groups, if you want to sign up today, then grab the person or the representative who was up here, and they'll be able to do it on their phone, or you can do it on your phone. Um, but we'd really encourage you. It'd be great for as many of us as possible to be in a group. And again, we'd love to know if any of you um, are in a huddle. You may be in a huddle and have not told us. Um, we'd love to know that. If you're not in a huddle and you want to find out more, then come and speak to me and I can point you in the direction if you're saying I need someone to huddle with and we can help you um, find some people.